You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts with the most awkward situation imaginable, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans playing with Anthony Davis after he wasn't traded at the trade deadline, and then the league stepped in, as we talked about last week, to force this team to play him at the risk of fine and potentially draft picks. So he's back on the court. How did fans react on Friday? How did the team react on Friday? We're going to look at all of that as well as recap the game. Then they played on the second night of a back-to-back on Saturday night, and guess what? AD played in that one too, despite kind of uh, the the feeling being that he would not play on the second night of back-to-backs. And then you look at his minutes, and all of this is just screwed up. So we'll look at that and a couple other lingering things from this NBA trade deadline in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So Friday night in the Smoothie King Center, we had a lot of questions and we got a lot of answers to it. Would the fans boo? Would anyone be accepting of Anthony Davis now that he's kind of gotten his way, gotten back onto the team and is playing because his agent, Rich Paul, spoke to the NBA about it, basically ratted the Pelicans out and forced their hand with, again, they were going to be fined $100,000 per game if the Pelicans did not play him. And then potentially if they really wanted to combat the league on that, you were looking at potential draft picks being taken away much further down the line as well. Something the Pelicans did not want to go up against because that is just an uncomfortable situation for everyone all around. So would fans boo? How would Anthony Davis react? How would his teammates react? And how is the team as a whole going to try and present this to fans? And the answer is it was so awkward all around. There's really no other way to say it. This overshadowed everything with the game on Friday night. It is with the team. Alvin Gentry wants to win games, so he's probably happy about this. Drew Holiday and the rest of the team, they all want to win games too because they're not here just to lose on purpose. They want to win. They're athletes. They're competitive. They're wired like that. This is what they want. Probably the same thing for Anthony Davis too. I don't think this is a petty move done out of spite to the Pels. I think he legitimately wants to play basketball because as a 25-year-old who's a top player in the NBA, that's what you do. That's what you love doing. And that's kind of what we saw Friday night in the Smoothie King Center. So first question was, do they put him back in the intro video after scrubbing him? The answer is not quite. They redid the intro video, which had a few little bits of Anthony Davis in there, but not a ton. And they got rid of that end screen where it shows all of the players and then AD's head there and then AD's head there was scrubbed. They got rid of all of that. The next question then was, What are they going to do for introductions? Does he get introduced first or does he go last as he had been before? Maybe you throw him first knowing that fans are going to likely boo him and then you just move on to the next guy so that they're not, they stop booing because you don't want them. They don't want to boo a guy like Drew Holiday. That is not what happened. Holiday was introduced first and Anthony Davis was actually introduced last in this one 
to a cascade of boos from the Smoothie King Center as we expected. He was booed basically for the first quarter in its entirety, even in the first half really, anytime he touched the ball. Every time he grabbed it, boos rained down. But then, and this was weird, fans cheered him if he made a shot after booing him when he first touched the ball. This is where I said on last week's podcast, some fans want to see this team win and they don't want to see the team tank and they are paying good money for this. And those people clearly were cheering for him to score buckets and to play because either they think there's a playoff run in there or they just want to see the team win, which at the end of the day is what everyone's trying to do here. So he got booed whenever he touched the ball and then he was cheered whenever he scored. When he was getting booed, you saw the in-arena people, the swoop troop for the Pelicans, get up and kind of ask the fans to stop booing him, to shush and quiet the crowd and tell them not to do that. I think that's a little silly. I don't think the Pelicans should be telling fans how to act, given what Anthony Davis did, which was try and strong arm his way out of here, and it didn't work out. Um, And then you saw his teammates on the bench turn to the crowd and kind of hold fingers up to their lips telling the fans to be quiet that they shouldn't be booing Anthony Davis too. His teammates very clearly still like him, are very clearly happy to have him back on the court playing games, helping them win. So everyone's just in such a weird and awkward spot with this. After the game, Anthony Davis said he was surprised to hear boos, which like, really? Uh, And that it didn't affect him and he just wanted to go out and play basketball. And, well, he played some damn good basketball in this one. I will tell you guys that much. He played 25 minutes. He was 11 of 15 from the field. Nine rebounds en route to 32 points. 32 points on 15 shots in 25 minutes. That is a damn efficient night and reminds us that he's all such an unbelievable player. Sounds like the goal is to keep him around 25 minutes per game. What was even more awkward in this one was in a close game, by the way, I haven't even mentioned the score, and the Pelicans beat the Timberwolves 122-117. It's where we are with this season. Um, Late in the fourth quarter, or in the fourth quarter of a close game, AD did not play one minute. That is bizarre to just be sitting the best player in the on the team in the game between both teams and just have him sit on the bench when you need him to try and win because you've got weird priorities of play young guys he's on a minutes restriction you don't want him to get hurt this is just uh, we kept saying it all friday night this is just fucking weird and there's no other way to really say it and this is what it is so ad was kind of surprised because again really and then after the game alvin gentry said you know it's not the first time anthony davis has been booed It's the first time he's been booed at home, I'm pretty sure, which adds another layer to all of this. The team needs to stop protecting Anthony Davis, and this is a rant maybe I'll go on tomorrow, and just own up to the fans that this is uncomfortable. It is what it is. We've just got to get through it, and things will change this offseason. But acting like he's on part of the team and you shouldn't be upset with him, I don't think is a good look for the Pelicans. But hey, do what you want, um, because fans certainly are. And telling fans to quiet down and doing all that, don't like it. This is a guy who wanted out. They are now being kind of beholden to him and the league and not looking out for their best interests. Just sucks all around for these Pelicans fans who have not had anyone really other than Alvin Gentry speak, who's just kind of being trotted out there as the face of the franchise when someone from the GM side or ownership needs to make a statement or something because this is just awful if you're a fan, particularly if you have season tickets and you're thinking about renewing. As for the rest of the game, because, yeah, that was a thing, Drew Holiday, 27 points on the night, 9 assists. He was 8 of 21. His shooting has not been great recently, but he got to the line in this one, 10 of 10 
from the charity stripe. Nice to see Julius Randle, 12 points off the bench. Kenrick Williams turning into an excellent player in the short, uh, small sample size we have. Four of seven from deep, six boards, 19 points. Kind of excited to see him be a fixture in the starting lineup. Now, on the other side for the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, 80s, not quite hated rival, but somewhat of a rival. 32 points, 8 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, 23 points, 10 boards. And the Pelicans got the 122-117 win. They played in the fast break exceptionally well in this one, turning those 16 turnovers from Minnesota into 24 points, had 28 points in the fast break. That silo ball we should have been seeing all year long, but haven't. So that's the weirdness of Friday, which was at least going to be a bit of a reprieve for the Pelicans as they were on the road Saturday. Let's take a look at that game coming right up. So before we do, don't forget about Locked On NBA. We had a live trade deadline show on Thursday. We're going to be breaking down all the deals and how this is going to shake out throughout the league over the next couple of weeks because there were some big things done. Sixers looking also really good after that trade for Tobias Harris. I love that move. I'm a believer in that team all of a sudden. So if you want to know more about everything that's going on around the association, make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked On NBA. The Pelicans took on the Memphis Grizzlies on the second night of a back-to-back, which was supposed to mean no Anthony Davis. But guess what? He was in the starting lineup for this one, a 99-90 loss for the New Orleans Pelicans. If you're rooting for tanking, this was the exact type of performance you wanted to see. If you're not, then this was just a horrific shooting game for New Orleans. On the night, they put up just 39.5% shooting from the field. They were 34 of 86 overall, 6 of 33 from deep. That's 18.2%, and no one had it really going. They were decent in the first quarter, scoring 28 points, but in the second and third, they scored just 16 and 18, respectively. Basically, just had an off night. Anthony Davis, who wasn't, again, supposed to play on the second night of the back-to-back, started in this one and then played 34 minutes, so about nine minutes over that 25 minutes per game mark that this team was looking for him to play because I don't know why. Um, Solomon Hill didn't play in this one. You could have just played him there um, and gotten some of those minutes. I have no idea what this team was thinking or doing with this one. Kendrick Williams came back down to earth a little bit, four of 10 from the field overall, one of six from deep, but he is just an unbelievable rebounder. 13 boards on the night. Guess what? Showed off some passing touch there with seven assists from him. AD was four of eight for just 14 points, did grab 16 rebounds in this one. Holiday was seven of 14 from the field for 15 points, seven boards, five assists. And then Julius Randle off the bench to lead all Pelican scores with 21 points on the night. Basically just a forgettable night from this team overall. On the flip side, you had Joaquin Noah go up for 19 points for the Memphis Grizzlies. Remember him. Justin Holiday, 15 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., 14 points. He's going to be a very good NBA player. And by the way, the, the Grizzlies did not shoot much better in this one. 43.2% from the field overall. Basically just an offensively challenged night for both teams. New Orleans did play in the fast break a little bit, though, which gave them a big and much needed boost. But hey, whatever. We wanted to see them lose, I guess, here 
if you are hoping for them to improve their draft pick and start building towards the future. At least they kind of went with that in this one. Weird, though, to see New Orleans play Anthony Davis 34 minutes and on the second night of a back-to-back. Unless the NBA kind of stepped in and was like, no, he's got to play on the second night of back-to-backs. If he's healthy, you can't pull rest or load management here. Um you know, I don't see the point of this. And then if even if he is, you can play him 25 minutes like you did before. The fact that he played this many shows that the coaching staff at least wants to have him in there or his teammates want to have him in there. But I don't care about the teammates. It's the coaching staff. If he's playing that many minutes, this means the coaches in the front office and whoever else are maybe not as aligned as we would like to see from him, given the situation that the Pelicans are in. So, Something's going on here, and this is why we need to hear some accountability or see some accountability from others because, frankly, this is weird. He shouldn't have played this many minutes. This is not necessarily how someone gets hurt, but this is how things could go horribly wrong for New Orleans, for the Pelicans, and this isn't how it should be. So we need to hear something from this team, I think, particularly when they're now sending very mixed signals because you don't have to play him 34 minutes. You can play him 25, and it still gets him his playing time. It still helps the team win a little bit, but doesn't risk an injury, and then also doesn't make it seem like you want him out there and that things are okay. But maybe they do, and that's why we're, again, seeing contradiction. Things aren't as aligned, and it's disappointing from the Pelicans because this is just a weird situation, and it kind of leaves fans in a very awkward spot. So before we get to the end of the podcast here, talk about a couple of other things with this Pelicans team. It is close to fantasy basketball playoffs for a number of leagues, and you need every advantage to help you win. And we've got a podcast just for that. Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, is helping you make sense of your roster after the league kind of was changed overnight at the trade deadline. Lots of moves. Who's getting minutes? Who's worthy of late minute pickups, all of that Josh has you covered over at the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. So now what? Fans are going to continue to boo. We've got a game here in the Smoothie King Center on Tuesday and Thursday. And what are the Pelicans going to do for fans to kind of normalize this? The answer is, I don't know. I think they need to kind of look at this and see and find kind of a middle ground in their approach on how to kind of treat fans, but also kind of respect fans and show that they know What's going on? And you've got to hope that maybe it just gets so awkward. Anthony Davis himself decides to walk away from this team and just be like, you're right. I need to let you guys do your thing. You know, he was supposedly making his announcement early on that he wanted a trade to help the Pelicans find the best deal. And it was in their best interest that he did it. He was doing New Orleans a favor. Well, then do them a favor again and step away because I think that's ultimately what needs to happen here. But with how petty and open and aggressive all of this has become, I don't necessarily see that being the case. Each side kind of seems like they want to stick it to each other to some degree. So we'll see how that goes. But this is unfun. If you're a fan, this isn't particularly great. If you're the Pelicans, you can't like that people are booing Anthony Davis at home games. Same if you're the league. That was an ESPN game and fans were booing on national TV. The league can't like that. But 
who knows what they're kind of thinking because they're in a weird spot with this all. So we'll see how this all changes in what it does with the game day presentation. Also worth noting that the Pelicans have not really started season ticket renewals yet, which are usually in full swing right now. Funny note, by the way, that the um, New York Knicks started their season ticket renewals uh, somewhat recently. And on a like landing page for season ticket holders, when they log in to check their account or what have you, it was a picture of uh, Mitchell Robinson, who's on there and from Chalmette, but also then uh, a picture of Kevin Durant guarding him. And of course, we know they're going to be putting the pressure to sign Kevin Durant, and that's their kind of big move they're looking to do. They took it down later once people called them out for it. That was an interesting thing. Not quite tampering, but that is a hell of a way to try and entice people to buy season tickets by showing Kevin Durant in a Warriors jersey on your main page for it. Also, speaking of tampering, uh, Magic Johnson, before the uh, game, before the 76ers and the Lakers on Sunday night, came out and said uh, that he, when asked, were the Pelicans negotiating in good faith, he said no. Simple as that, just no. One, it is amazing to me how much he speaks to everyone, but it's also Magic Johnson. And then we've still yet to hear from Dell Demps throughout all of this, which seems like maybe would be a good thing. As much as Magic probably needs to shut up, it'd still probably be good to hear from someone else that's not Alvin Gentry, kind of clearly towing the company line and not wanting to kind of do this thing right now from the Pelican side of things would probably be important. So we'll hopefully hear something about that as well. One point this week too, I do want to talk about ownership because I've had that asked basically every single day this week for multiple times um, and, and want to kind of clear up some of that, talk about that, and then talk about why I don't think they're going to be moving to Seattle anytime soon. We'll see how Tuesday goes. We'll talk about a little more on-court stuff tomorrow on the podcast. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.